The Gospels are always practical, even if we don't treat them that way. They are earthy, and they are down to earth. The question whether we realize it or not is not usually whether God is too distant and far away from us, but whether we're willing to descend and become as humble as God has. The word that humility comes from, the Latin word humus, uh, means soil or earth. To be humble is to get down in the dirt. And Jesus gets down in the weeds today with one of the thornier questions that crops up. <laughs> Sorry. And the question for us basically is, how can we do justice without overdoing justice? Justice in the classical kind of conception of it is a virtue, which means it's sort of an average between two extremes. So virtue, or so justice, is the virtue that's between the extremes of vengeance and apathy. Sometimes we think if we do more and more of these things that sort of look just, we'll be more just. And instead what can happen is that we become more vengeful. I spent a little bit of time uh, weeding outside of uh, Our Lady of Victory this week with Marjorie, uh, the music director there, and Kelly Rose Flutie, one of the cantors. Uh, and the difficulty of this gardener quickly becomes apparent because I was going along weeding, and they knew what they were supposed to be weeding, and I did not know what I was supposed to be weeding. But I was weeding anyway, which is not the smartest thing to do. How can you uproot what needs to be uprooted without destroying the flowers that you want to keep? Don't we do this with other people all the time? This person said that, or they have this quirk, or we don't like this part of their personality. It's not as lovely as we think our personalities are. And so I'm not going to talk to them. Or I will talk with them, and then I will talk about them. We don't always say that out loud, which makes the attitude more and more insidious. We miss what is inherently good and beautiful in every single human being. And with the resentment growing within us, we can go blind instead of seeking out God and seeking out the good. By contrast, so different from us, this householder, the master in the gospel, who in the parable represents or is an image of God, he makes the merciful move. He is able to take the bad with the good, lest God uproot the good. It's essentially what that first reading from the Book of Wisdom is saying. It speaks in this sort of mysterious way about God. Though you are the master of might, you judge with clemency, and your mastery over all makes you lenient toward all. That's a lot to process and take in. What it's saying is that God's heart is quite unlike ours. God knows all things, 
and is closer to our hearts and knows them more deeply than we do. There's this saying in the Old Testament, man sees the appearance, the superficial, but God looks into the heart. We are apt to defend our misuses of our even partial power. And we relish our own influence in such a way that we harm ourselves and others often. And so we have that phrase, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's not a saying just about other people, that's a saying about us. But God our Father, in his infinite power, in his infinite knowledge, so much bigger than ours, can see and understand our frailty and our weakness. And that gives him the ability to abound in mercy. But not just that. Because of that, God the Son took flesh. He took a human nature like ours. And he didn't see our humanity as a weed to keep away but it's also a gift from God, something that God has created and sown, and so he joined it to his divine nature. The writer John Cavadini said, God doesn't say, let me go back to heaven. No harm, no foul. These people are too dirty for me. I can't get too involved or I'll be tainted. The thing about true divine love, nothing can taint it. So the Son of God comes near to us, so that we can know we are not alone. He says to us, just let me stay here by your side. That will be enough for me. And even if we feel sometimes like weeds, or we have a tendency to get stuck in the weeds, he comes to us just as we are, and mercifully draws us into something larger. He draws us into the whole of his kingdom, deeper into the heart and into the body of his church. And the priest holds up at the beginning of the liturgy of the Eucharist the bread and the wine, wheat. I'm not just offering the bread and the wine, but I'm offering everything that we bring when we come to the celebration of the Eucharist. Our lives, struggles, the things that we like about ourselves and don't like, uh, the weeds and the wheat. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, the one who knows our weakness, who groans for us when we don't know how to pray, that Spirit transforms the gifts of God's, of bread and wine, into God's body and blood. God who is not afraid to come down and be humble with us. There's a beautiful uh, document from, it's about, from about the year 90, called the Didache. It was one of the first Christian documents written after the New Testament, and it speaks about this mystery. It says, Though grain once scattered on the hillside, in this broken bread is made one, so, through all lands, thy church be gathered, Lord, into thy kingdom by thy Son.